Hi, this is Cameo Sabatka. And this is Kaylee Weiss, and you're listening to Selling Crazy. We are so excited that you guys are here today. We missed you. We're really happy to record. And today we've decided we're going to talk about something that's been kind of near and dear to our heart lately. And Kaylee and I have just sort of been discussing it and how we deal with it. Kaylee, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about icky, toxic people and how to deal with them. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a this can be a hard one because this can be a really uncomfortable topic for a lot of people. And if you're anybody like me who really hates the idea of hurting anybody, like I just hate it. Like sometimes I overanalyze my conversations, worrying that like maybe I said something that I could hurt somebody's feelings. So for me, dealing with toxic people and setting the proper boundaries because I'm an empath can be really hard. So we decided that this is something that we we don't have to have like a crazy long episode. We're definitely not experts, but it's something that we very much deal with within our profession with some of our clients and dare I say, Kaylee, even with some of our potentially family members, right? I think friends and family can cross over that line of okay to toxicity quite regularly <laughs> if you don't set up the right boundaries. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm- literally dying about how you said that (laughs) I had to like I feel you delicately balancing but you're like I'm Kaylee so I'm just gonna shoot straight here with you just gonna tell you how it is so yeah okay so what do you feel like a toxic person in your life like looks like I think for me it's like I'm a giver I love making sure my friends are okay, taking care of them. I take care of people. I mean, day in, day out, I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. But it's just my personality too. I like to care for people. I like giving gifts. But I think the type of toxic person that uses people like me is the kind of person who takes and takes and takes and takes. Comes to me when they only need something. Talks to me and makes me important when they need something Mm -hmm. from me. When it, you know, it can benefit them. Yeah. And I think that's where I have to put my foot down and put up some real boundaries and really like be aware of what's happening and not like, oh my gosh, I can take care of this person. They need me. It's like, wait a minute. Have they ever once said, can I help you? Can I do this? No. Right. I agree. So I think there's that. Those are, I mean, that's something that, yeah, it's easily identifiable once you kind of like are like, oh, wait a minute. I feel like they're only like nice to me when they need me or they're only talking to me when they want this or, but I mean, it can come across in like some subtle ways until you just realize that you've, you're, you're freaking emotionally drained, right? Or you're just like, you feel Mm -hmm. yucky and like you, you know, you're left feeling just really emotionally exhausted. Or like I've talked about in a past episode, like the friend that like every time I was with her, like. I would come back and I'd be like almost in tears or just like feeling gross and like being like, like, you know, they're attacking your life. They're attacking your choices. And I think that, you know, there's a difference. Like with my good friends, we're pretty honest with each other. And there's like definitely like hard conversation where like somebody will say something, but like we've known each other for a really, really long time. And I'll be like, was that really like, are you sure that that is the right choice? And so there's a difference between questioning your friends in a loving manner and just like asking hard questions than it is when there's somebody in your life that is giving you backhanded compliments, who is like belittling belittling you, making snide comments about your life, like judging the things in your life that make you happy. 
like you're telling them something that really cool that happened to you. And instead of them being like, that is so awesome, like good for you. Like they're like backhanded commenting or making it less than like there's a yucky difference. And I think that that's really toxic because I think that if you're not careful, a lot of people can identify that in their life. Yeah. So when that happens, it's important to learn to be like, I don't appreciate that comment. Put up your boundary or stop spending time with that person. Stop sharing things with that person and see what happens. Yeah. Because if you go away from a conversation feeling gross and belittled and less than, something's up. You shouldn't. Something is up. If they're a friend, you shouldn't feel that way. You should never feel that way. And someone who guilt trips you, guilt tripping is another thing. Guilt tripping is something that people do. They're toxic to get their way. And it's not okay. We teach our kids not to do it. It's not okay. Like, and you should not feel guilted into doing things that make you uncomfortable or that like... Not at all. Yeah. Go against your boundaries. That's like something I would tell my daughter when she's at the dating age. Yeah. Like you should never feel like you have to do something because someone wants you to. And that goes with friendships as well. Not just dating, but friendships. I mean, it's a weird line. It is. When they're the age they are. They're eight. I mean, my daughter's eight. My son's nine. And they come home with friendship questions and issues even at the age they're on they are now mm-hmm. like why is this person mean to me today why does they why are they saying you know bad things about me why are they mean but then tomorrow they like me yeah. and I said you know what just don't hang out with them yeah. ignore them cut it off and I know it's easy to say it it's hard to put in practice yeah if someone isn't bringing you joy and they're not making you feel good when you hang out with them because I have a six-year-old and the drama is constant with kids because they're learning to navigate their life. Like they're practicing what it's like to be a grown up. And so there's all this, you know, interpersonal struggles and conversations. And there's kids with lots of siblings that are older. So they get the score faster. They know how to get their way better. You know, like there's a lot of different dynamics. So that's something that like I'm talking to with my daughters, six and 14. And the conversation is the same for both of them in every situation. The same conversation I'd have with Kaylee. If someone was like being mean to her first, I'd be like, I'm going to kick their ass. Like, where are they? (laughs) But secondly, I'd be like, don't be with people who bring you down. Don't be with people who aren't bringing you joy and filling your like filling your love cup. Like when you are with somebody, when you choose to take precious time from work and life and your family to spend it with another person you should feel good. You should feel amazing. You should gain something. Yes. But you should also give something. Don't be the taker. Don't always be the taker. You got to give. It's two-way street yes. for friendships, relationships, business, and social. And that's easy for friendships. Oh, mate, of course. But like just even these conversations that we're having, like, oh, I'm sorry. Even the podcast are recording, like even our conversation as we record this podcast. It's like talking to a friend. It's a conversation. It's a hundred percent just talking to a friend. Like I love it. I feel better. I feel great. Like it's amazing. And there's no, like there's, there's nothing but like this, this sharing of information that goes back and forth. So to kind of piggyback that, I mean, the guilt tripping, But somebody that always presents themselves as a victim, right? We all know that person. Been there with people. Yes. In my 20s, I had a couple friends. Every time the situation arose that they could be a victim, they were. And it was like, ugh, I'm drained. It drains you. If you feel drained after hanging out with someone, 
really think about why. Yeah. There's a reason. I mean, unpack the conversation that you had with them. And like, mm-hmm. you know, I think, uh, you know, we're going to do one on mental mindset because mental mindset mm-hmm. is everything. I mean, I'm, I could preach on a soapbox literally all day long about like having strong, preach girl, mm, mm, <laughs> another podcast, um, another episode, but you want to be with people who are positive and have a strong mental mindset and who, yeah, we all have bad days and it's totally fine to want to vent about what happened. And I know that I tell my best friend some stuff that I do not tell other people because she knows I'm not negative, but sometimes you got to get it out. Or I tell my husband or I share stuff with, I also share a lot with Kaylee, like, but you don't want to be with people who are always seeing themselves as a victim. Like you want to be with people who are, taking a situation and turning it into a positive because that is how they're going to grow. And that is how you become better and bigger and level up in your life. And so you don't always, you don't want to spend your time. It's a mental and physical and emotional mindset with people who are always seeing themselves as a victim. And sometimes it can't be as easy as that. Like if it were a friend or an acquaintance or a business person that you're working with, it's easy to separate that out of your life. Sometimes it's a family member. Oh my God, yeah. Or a client. You don't I mean, get to choose your yeah, family members. You don't get to choose your and family members. Clients can do it too. Yeah, but family members are really hard. And I'm really glad you touched on that because we're sitting here being like, take it out of your life. Like it's just this easy thing. So we want to acknowledge that like Bye. having a toxic friend that you're close to and putting boundaries up and not being a part of that is not easy. And we are not saying that it is. And we are not saying it's like an absolute thing. We are saying like, protect yourself mentally. We're acknowledging that it's hard, but we're saying like you will be happier overall and you deserve to have like emotional and mental stability. So it's okay to put boundaries up. It's okay, but it's a lot harder when it becomes like a close family member. So do you like, Kaylee, do you have any like tips for people who have that situation in their life? I think just know your limit. I mean, if you know you're going to be going into a you know, family gathering, Christmas, Thanksgiving, birthdays, Easter, whatever it is where your family gets together and that person's going to be there. Know your limit. Know that you might have to tap out and take a breather, go outside, scream if you have to, (laughs) but know that like you can't get away from this person, your blood. I mean, you could, but it might be painful for the rest of the people in your family to see that separation. So just know your limit and don't, you know, don't put too much into it. Don't like put too much weight and thought into it. Be very superficial if you have to be. Don't, you know, spill your guts to this person or get too deep into a conversation because then it could get turned on you eventually if, you know, those people like to do that. And you never want someone to backhandedly reveal something you've said to them in private. It's also okay to not like get along. It's okay not to get along. And it's also okay not to go to those functions. (laughs) It's okay not to go. Give yourself grace, like your mental health. Yeah. Your happiness, your family's happiness is more important than that. But like, you don't have to be best friends with them. You don't even have to talk to them while you're there. You don't have to get along with them. I mean, maybe your idea of not getting, my idea of not really getting along, because I like, is like, I go and I, I just, I say hi and I don't speak to them the rest of the time. And I actively avoid them. I mean, for me, that's something that I feel is like a really valid approach. Now, if they won't like, you know, let you do that, then maybe it's one of those things where it's like, you have to tell them like, look, I've had enough of you. And you could always do what my mom told me to do. Capture all thoughts. 
before you say them. Think what you're going to say. If it's not kind or nice or productive or true, don't say it. Yeah. Say it in your head because you can't take it back after it's oh said. So maybe if you can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all. Well, your mom's really smart. And I, I think that's a really great way to say it. And <laughs> I feel like I spent some of my early 20s, maybe even my mid 20s, being a real hothead and just kind of like spouting whatever pissed me off out of my mouth. And I spent a lot of time like saying I'm sorry. And now... I think that because I was was so sick of that, like having to be like, I'm sorry, I apologize. I spend a heck of a lot more time now weighing the words that come out of my mouth, especially when I know I'm mad. I start getting upset. And then I'm like, oh, there's like all these things that I want to come out. Like, I just want to say it. And I spend a lot of time now just like doing what your mom said, counting my words, thinking of my words, weighing my words, because I'm like, is this fight worth it? Is this a battle? I, is this a hill I want to die on? Like, And most of the time, it's not worth it. It's not. And the people, the other people in your family will be the casualties. Your parents, if it's a sibling that you don't get along with or a sibling's wife or husband, your parents, if you're close with your parents, they want to see their kids get along and their family get along. And if you guys are bickering and bitching at each other, it's going to hurt them more than it's going to hurt you. And saying that snide remark that you've been, you know, wanting to say to that person, and it's such a good zinger, <laughs> saying it is going to hurt your parents or whoever more than if you're quiet. And you're going to look better if you're quiet and you don't say it than if they do it. Let them be the idiot. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess overall with the family thing, like set your boundaries while you're there. You don't have to go. You can limit the amount of times that you go, like, just for your mental health. Set a time limit. Yeah. Stopwatch. Yeah. Tell your spouse, hey, one drink and we're gone. (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's Rob to me. Right. (laughs) And I'm like, nah, I'm settling in. Thank you. Two drinks. (laughs) But yeah. I like my snacks. (laughs) I know, snacks. And yeah, snacks and cocktails. But like, it's okay. Like, I think I've always felt like really guilty if like I don't do every single family event. But I think like, If that's causing you a point of like discomfort and stress, it's okay to limit those, put time limits on those. For sure. So, I mean, it's a little harder when the toxic people are so close to home, but let's talk a little bit about like toxic clients. They're so fun. I love my clients (laughs) and I'm so happy to say that right now I have amazing clients. Oh, me too. Sometimes. They, you know, come along and they whittle their way into your life and they might start out as really great. And then you see the toxic side or the side where it's like, oh, okay, maybe I need to distance myself. Yeah. I mean, I can say that right now. I I mean, I have really great clients and I think like overall, like I'm trying to think right now and I can literally out of hundreds of deals, think of like less than a handful of people, like for real. Everyone has been super cool. But I know that the top, the people I have identified in my head, that's how bad, like, that's how, like, much it screamed. It sticks so, with you. It and sticks you with remember you. that. It's gross and you don't like it. And it's, it's just not a good feeling. So we've talked about the fact that sometimes it's like a client's not meant to be. So you may have a toxic person in your life that you have, know is not a good fit for you, but hang on to it. So something you can do is not hang on to it and refer them out. Yeah. Sometimes I found that, like, when I'm starting out with someone and I can see like a bad tendency towards like, like on the toxicity level where it's like negativity, where it's like backhanded comments about, you know, the situation where it's like all just pessimism. Um, I tend to be firmer with those clients and I tend to set stronger boundaries. So I 
and more by like, I think I like to think of it in my mind as I handle them more like my attorney side, which I'm not an attorney, but like the part of me that's very analytical, literally sets out what could happen, what could, you know, the possibilities of the transaction. And instead of cracking that smile and that joke that I would have with somebody else, like I have a very firm hand and a very firm tone with them because I feel like I'm setting more of a boundary and an expectation that maybe I don't need to do as much with somebody who's has a positive outlook on the transaction. So for me, that's worked. I think that's a really good strategy is just being really much more direct with them. Yeah. Being direct, stating the facts, not, you know, overly sugarcoating anything, not being too friendly. I mean, you can be nice and still Mm -hmm. not be like super friendly. You can be cordial. And if it's someone that's been referred to you that you're like, I have to take this client because it's a family referral or a friend or something. You just feel obligated to keep them. Setting boundaries and expectations from the very get-go is going to be the best thing you can do. Absolutely. If you know this person is going to partake in alcoholic beverages late at night and text you nonstop like a crazy person going from one end to the spectrum to the other about the deal that they're in. I had a client like that and I was with my husband on date night and I'm getting these text messages like crazy. And I'm like, oh, she must be drinking because this is crazy because she's saying one thing about I love the house. Next is screw it. I'm out. And I'm like, wait a minute. We can't back out. Like, uh, oh, my God. We need it. And it's like a roller coaster. It is a roller coaster. It is. But I think setting expectations for those crazy clients who, you know, are going to start texting like a crazy person at night mid-transaction. Just let them know, hey, sleep on it. We'll talk in the morning. We'll talk in the morning. We'll talk in the morning. If you need to say it several times, then put your phone on Do Not Disturb. Mm-hmm. Leave them on unread or delivered or whatever the yeah. term is. And just right. talk about it in the morning. Take a breather. Literally, oh man, this is like, this just brought up somebody else. And they didn't even fall in like my handful of people because like, it just did. I just knew they were wasted. Like I knew that it's like by a certain, like they're totally fine all day. And then like from like, at like seven o'clock, you could tell they're like a bottle of wine in and the crazy text it just gets worse and worse and it gets worse <laughs> and worse. And by the end of the night, they're done. They want me to drop but like a termination. And the first night I was like, oh my God, what's happening? Like I'm freaking out. I'm trying to call them. Like, are you okay? Like, why are you so upset? And I'm like super worried. And then the next day, I, they're like, I'm really sorry. I started drinking too much wine. And I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. And it happened like a bunch of times. But to be honest, I just started ignoring it. I just like yeah. turned it on like my D&D. Do not reward bad behavior. It's like a parenting thing. Don't reward bad. No. Say it for the people in the back. Do not reward bad behavior. (laughs) That is so funny. That was my preacher voice. That was your preacher voice. Now say it in an Australian accent. (laughs) Just kidding. You don't have to. (laughs) You don't have to. Uh, Um, (laughs) That is really funny. I totally forgot about him. And wow. Memories. Sorry. Memories. I I was so, yeah, that's so funny. Um, Yeah. He closed, you know, he bought another house. So did mine. Mine closed. She was great. Happy as a clam. And <laughs> never apologized to me for it. I think she just was like, woo. Off, she might not have remembered off it. Her mind. She just might not <laughs> Probably have Probably not. Probably not. But that's whatever. Like, I managed it. I have a degree in psychology and social behavioral science. So I know how to talk people off the ledge. But when you're drunk or high or whatever, ignoring them is the best thing. Like, but please don't call me and 
freak out. I can't. I can't though. Like think about it. So like, let's say that I had like too many drinks. Okay. And I'm like, you know who I'm going to, you know who I'm going to call, you know, who I'm going to text. My realtor. My CPA. I'm going to tell him what's up. Like (laughs) just pick a random person in your life who is a professional and provides a professional service. And you're like, I'm just going to call dentist. them. Let's I'm gonna, just call my, my dentist. dentist real quick. I'm just going to, I'm going to text him on his text line and I'm going to tell him like all of my, all of things I'm upset about. Like what? Like in what world do you think that like, I would never even think of it when I was drunk. <laughs> like, it's just so <laughs> funny. It's so funny. Like That's the last thing I want to do. I know. When I'm that way. Guys, I love my job, but it's wild sometimes. It's wild out here. The things we hear and see in this career, like... So cool. This is why we started this podcast. (laughs) And this is why it is called Selling Crazy. Because we are literally selling, but everyone's crazy. (laughs) Not everyone, but you know. (laughs) We all fall under the crazy category to some degree. Some people are just crazy in different ways. We're all crazy on some level, but... I like to choose the crazy I know. Not the crazy I don't know. The crazy that makes you the most comfortable. Like you. (laughs) (laughs) Like me. That's what I was getting at. Like your cup of crazy. Oh my goodness. So is there anything else? Like any other? Oh, like what about like, this is like fresh in my mind. I had a chat with like some of my girlfriends this weekend. What about people that are like in your life who are overly jealous? (sighs) Like, that is a warning sign, people. Like, dude, a warning sign. If you have people in your life... If you can't be happy for your friends that are killing it, something's wrong with you. Or just on any avenue of your life. Like, any avenue of your life. They're jealous or they're jealous of you. They're jealous of you with other people. They're jealous of you and your successes. They're jealous of you. That's a warning sign. So be careful of that. Because if somebody's jealous of you, that indicates like a, a problem and an insecurity. Yeah. And that's a negative time. That's a negative, like emotional suck on you. Yeah. And it's toxic. And if you feel jealous of someone, look at why. And then think about it. Even the most successful people have issues they're dealing with. It's the grass is greener where you water it or the grass is greener because it's fake. <laughs> so either of those two could be correct. And maybe you shouldn't be jealous of that person who has everything you want because in the back, they're just making shit up. Or I don't know, like the person who has everything is dealing with mental stress and, you know, other things that you just can't see. There's everyone's fighting a battle and not everyone puts it out there. So just know, like, just know, don't judge everybody and don't be jealous. Well, you're just you're bringing up like an entirely other topic here that is like very <laughs> This valid. is going to be a short episode, just but we're going to keep going. Just extremely valid though. I mean, so we like comparisons, comparisons. Are, it's the Comparison thief of, it's is the, the thief, thief of, of joy. joy, right? And that's like such a well-known yeah. saying, but it's because it's so true. And if you keep saying it over and over in your mind, it, it makes, every time you say it, it makes more and more sense, right? But like we live in a world of social media we can't, it's very difficult to get away from it. If you are not on social media in any platform, cheers. Like you are doing a great I job. Applaud you. Many of us need to be on social media for our jobs. Like, yep. and so Instagram, Facebook, all these platforms, people are putting out this beautiful product. That is not the real product. Like most people are not it's the best snippets yes. of their life. And a lot of it's, it's all, you know, 
And there's nothing wrong with a filter. I'm not out here saying anyone shouldn't <laughs> filter their pictures or people shouldn't do things to their pictures. That's not that's not a hill I want to die on, nor do I even care. Like, I want people to do what they want to do. Filter it. Do a but filter. What I'm saying is that, like, seeing someone else's life and being like, it's so great and it's so perfect, that's not their life. That's just what they're presenting to you. So even I find myself being like, oh, gosh, look at what they're doing and comparing and being like, feeling bad about my life. And that's a slippery slope and it does not lead to happiness. So we need to all be like very aware that that's not real. It's just an image and focus on the good things in our life and our memories and our experiences and our, the things that make us happy in our families and just whatever brings you joy. So that's a whole other thing, but don't get sucked into the comparison game. For sure. I think With the whole Instagram age, everyone is putting their best pictures, filtered pictures, whatever, forward. They're not going to show you the gross, dirty stuff unless they're just that open. Yeah. A friend of mine posts hilarious parenting stuff, and it's hilarious because it's true. And she posts, like, something funny with something true in parentheses with something funny, and it, like, glosses over, but it's, like real life. And it's so funny because I can relate no matter what she says, but not everyone's going to put their whole life on Instagram or Facebook or Or, TikTok. They're only going to put the stuff that they want people to see. It's a curated life. Yes. That's a great way to say it. And so, and then seeing that and comparing your normal life that you know the truth about to their life that they're only putting out like the shiny pieces it's not a fair comparison. It's not accurate. It's not true. It's not going to do you any favors no. at all. So just focus on the, the things in your life that you're proud of and that you're happy with and that you want to grow and, and just try and don't play the comparison game. And if you find yourself doing that too often, put the phone down, mm-hmm. delete Instagram, walk away, limit yourself. Because if you're on there scrolling all day long, it's going to mess with you. It's not good to be looking at everyone's perfect bodies and pictures and families when you're like, oh, crap. (laughs) It's not good. So put it down. Put your phone away and go outside. Yeah. Get out of here. Eat some fruit, drink (laughs) some water, go outside. (laughs) Go outside. (laughs) Just We'll just parent ourselves. There we go. We all need a mom. Well, look, again, we are not experts, but we are, you know, do live we live, you know, in a world where we're dealing with toxic people. We see them in an everyday capacity. And I think it's super important to try to develop your radar to understand when someone is being toxic and sucking energy from you because your energy and your time is so, so precious. So I think, you know, I hope we gave you some tips and we gave you some practical tips to applying in your own life. So that you can put up your own your bound, own boundaries. Cameo said something earlier before we started recording that you're the sum of the five people you hang out with the most. So take a look at those people. Yeah. Take a look. Hard look. Me, it's my husband and my kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's so all fart jokes and poop jokes. Fart jokes and poop jokes with Brio. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think I don't know if they meant I, I maybe they did mean your family, but like I think maybe mm. they mean like So if your job is like... Maybe there's two groups. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's... If I'm the sum of my family, I'm cool with that. Like, it's our circus, our monkeys, our... You know, it's all good. I love them. (laughs) But professionally and on a personal level, 
you should look at the people that you're spending most of your time with. Because one, you're probably going to be very much like them. Um, And you should always be with people who are pushing you to level up in your life and pushing you to be better and cheering you on and challenge, really challenging encouraging you, you, encouraging you and challenging you. Yeah. Challenging like, you. If they're just like putting you down or making it seem like, you know, oh, you don't need to do this and you don't need to do that. Like really look at the people around you because I want only like amazing happiness and success for the people that I'm around. So you should be with people who are helping you level up and want more in whatever capacity that looks like for you. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, Kaylee, do you want to tell everybody how they can reach out to us? I mean, carrier pigeons, smoke signals work, (laughs) but better, more efficient ways would be following us on Instagram at selling underscore crazy. We're also on Facebook at selling crazy podcast. You can find us. I mean, our personal accounts are on there too, linked to it in some capacity, but send us, (laughs) if you want to see our our crazy and our circus, our monkeys, do that. But send us your comments, your messages really, really mean the world to us. If you have questions, if there's something you really want to hear us talk about and, you know, do a deep dive on like this, let us know. Yeah. Like we appreciate you guys. We're so, so thankful. Um, Please like, follow us, share us, tell your girlfriends. Um, we want to grow organically through you guys sharing us because you're who we really want to talk to. So we're so incredibly thankful and we just want you to remember that you are always enough. Bye guys.